I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. Five days to go. I'm sure I can speak for, for everyone in Scotland that we're all buzzing for until the journey begins. We want everyone to have that feel-good factor and, and confidence behind the team. We're going into the Euros full of confidence. We're just going to keep playing well. The Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and JNB. We have to look to reach our level of performance. I believe that we can get results against most teams. Go Scotland! <laughs> the laughter coming from Barry Ferguson. Barry, I like the new production, the countdown well and truly on. Yeah, that's the first time I've, I've heard that. Really enjoyed that. Um, International listen, flavor, yeah. Yeah, that's what it's all about. It's, it's brilliant that we've, we've qualified for the first time in 23 years and listen, it's getting exciting times. I can't wait to, to Monday, if I'm being honest. That's the intro we give when someone who's played 131 times oh, for well, Scotland joins us in the studio. All rise, Jen Beattie joins us, Arsenal, Scotland, and great to have you home in Glasgow, Jen. Welcome. We, I heard you on last week with Rob and Craig, so you're on with Paul and Barry today. <laughs> I know, good to be here. Cheers, guys. Great to see you, and you can feel it around the city, can't you? You see some of the, the posters, the banners, the Euros are coming. No, it, it really is amazing. Um, yeah, Monday can't come quick enough, like what Barry said. Um but yeah, it's amazing also being home in Glasgow and actually able to experience the, the real buzz that's around the team um, come Monday. 0808 17 17 700, your chance to speak to the former Scotland captain Barry Ferguson. We've got Jen Beattie still with Arsenal and Scotland. And we want to find out about you know your experience at World Cups, at UEFA's. And we're going to speak to someone else who's got 76 Scottish caps. It's Paul McStay, the maestro, is going to be joining us in a few moments. In fact, we're just contacting him now, Barry. Of course, as you know, he's in Sydney. Yeah, listen, when I, when I was a young boy growing up, um, having to um, yeah. have a go at him sometimes, yeah. um, I'll be honest with you, obviously the Rangers Celtic thing, but listen, don't take away, he was a top, top midfielder, Paul. Um, brilliant to watch, um, and it'll be great to hear from him. And he's a man who, he lifted a trophy which no other Scot has done in international football, the under-18s. We'll ask Paul about that. What does he think about it? No doubt we'll ask as well about Postacoglu, the Australian Greek who looks to be... Well, he finished up today, Barry. That was his last game. They lost at Yokohama and uh, they lost to Honda. It looks as though he's on his way to Glasgow. Yeah, it's just a matter of time when he when he arrives. It looks as if he's agreed personal terms, Paul. Um, the only thing is, coming in from Australia, you need to wanting for, for 10 or so days and it's not ideal preparation because as you we'd mentioned in the show on Monday night pre-season starts on the 17th of June for, for Celtic It's a quick summer isn't it we're going to have the Euros and then they're back and Celtic have uh, Champions League qualifiers probably the 20 or the 21st of uh, July don't remember anything like this uh, before you know such a major club and, and no manager in place just yet I know I, th I think the Celtic fans will obviously be disappointed with that it's been a long, long time for a manager not to be in place. So they'll be looking to hopefully get him in as quickly as possibly so he can get to work with the boys. 
How did you enjoy working with Craig Moore last week, given that we're mentioning Australians and obviously Barry's old uh, compatriot at Rangers? I know. It's it. No, he was great. Top yeah. guy. I'd never met him before and obviously watched Craig and Barry loads growing up. So it's, it's cool to be on the show with, with Craig last week and Barry now. Um, yeah. And Barry, you were saying what a player he was for Rangers. He was in, in your top 11 all-time players. Best defender I played yeah. with. And I'm not just saying it because he's a, a close friend of mine. Um, listen, he was an absolute animal as a centre-half, but a lot of people didn't give him enough credit because he was a good footballer, Paul. Yeah. Um, a great teammate and a top guy as well. And it's it's good to see him back here in Scotland. He, he's he's doing a bit of agency work and hopefully he can get a, get a few players and do well in the future. He'll be back on next week. So tonight we've got Paul McStay in a few moments. We're just connecting with Sydney. And you know Sydney well, uh, Jen, because you had some time with Melbourne City. I do. Yeah. I know, yeah, Melbourne pretty well. Um, what a place, what a country. Managed to, they were so chilled as well whenever we played sort of away games. I remember playing Brisbane away um, and we got a couple of days off and were able to stay on the Gold Coast and just, I could have stayed. I'll be honest, guys, I could, I could have stayed. <laughs> I'm the same. <laughs> He's not in the Gold Coast, but he is in Sydney. Sydney. New South Wales. Let's join the maestro now, the former Celtic and Scotland captain Paul McStay joins us and it's uh, eight minutes past two in the morning. Good morning, Paul. Hey, good morning, Paul. How are you? Uh, good, thanks. Thanks very much. I don't know, did you get up for us? Did you stay up late or did you get a couple of hours sleep? No, no, I just stayed awake. Plenty of coffee. So I'm good to go. Plenty of coffee. And you're watching some old videos of Barry Ferguson in action there. Who've been, he's been talking about you, Paul. You can say hi to Barry. Hi Barry, how you doing? How, how you things? doing Paul? Yep, your brother. Very good, thanks. Yep. Derek played against Paul and Jen Beatty is here as well. 131 caps for Scotland as you know and from Arsenal. So that's yeah. us, we're here in Glasgow Paul. So Hi Jen. Hi Paul. Paul, we were talking earlier just before we came on air. Barry, your memories of Paul McStay as, as a youngster? Well, growing up obviously he was a, he was a top midfielder. Um, you obviously know that was growing up like Rangers and Celtic but you could not admire how, how good a player um, Paul was um, we used to play actually scheme teams and we used to play against a team and um, they had two players in their team and was what I was telling you one was Chalky who was Brian McClare yep. and another boy used to call himself the maestro and I, I tried to kick him a right few times when we were playing so no he was <laughs> he was a great player to watch um, as I say as a, a you've got to admire um, a top midfielder and Paul McStay was certainly a top midfielder. And Paul, you were at the World Cup, you were at the, the UEFA's as well, at the Euros, 92, 96, the ankle injury that was kicking in then, wasn't it? And you had to pull out of the squad then? Yeah, it was disappointing. Uh, I was looking forward to that one. Uh, and did you say, I'd done an operation the year before uh, on my ankle and it was just playing up during that season and... Uh, I had to think about what was happening the following year and make sure I was uh, ready for that because I needed another operation. If I went to Euros, I'd have to have an operation. So uh, just because of the club situation, I had to go and get the operation as soon as I could, really. Mm. So I had to withdraw from that squad. But, but uh, it's all great occasions. I mean, Euro 92, that was uh, the first time we got there and that was... Uh, Great memories of that as a player, and I'm sure the fans as well. The trip to Sweden, and uh, although, like in traditional Scottish style, we didn't get through the group, but yeah. I think we finally got through that tournament, and uh, so that was a great memory. That. And what do you think this time round, Paul? Obviously, I know you see some of the games uh, in Australia. 
and you, you keep a, a close eye on it and you speak to the family and friends back home. What do you think? Because we've got so many talented players now because people for years were saying you know, when I was doing it oh, you know, we're missing the McStays we're missing the Ferguson since you've gone Barry there weren't it was a, a, a workmanlike squad but now there are some stars in there and there's a real sort of team spirit what do you feel about the Scotland chances? No, I think uh, a lot of good quality players there a lot of good young players and uh, I think we did go through a patch where maybe we weren't producing as many uh, Good young players, uh, you know, just reading up as well. Knowing uh, when Barry was, I think I just finished playing, and Barry was uh, moving into the Scotland squad, and quite a very good team that I had then. And I think we just missed out in the Euro 2000, I think. Uh, I think that was the playoff of England. So, I mean, we've been unlucky along the way, you know, since the last qualification in 98 for the World Cup. So we had a few unlucky ones, and uh, I think this time, uh, great to be there. And I think we've got a squad that will, uh, I think, shine. I think they're young, nothing to fear, and uh, up against good teams. But I think they've got, the even as young as they are, they've got great experience, you know, from Champions League down south, uh, playing in the EPL, and playing at the top level in Scotland as well. And Paul, you'll be watching players coming through like David Turnbull, now at Celtic, and Billy Gilmer, at Chelsea? Yeah, no, outstanding talents. I mean, uh, Billy's, uh, again, savoured that Champions League uh, experience uh, recently and uh, I'm sure that will stand him in good stead as well. And uh, get, just getting into the, breaking through into the full international team as well uh, at a young age, I think, uh, you know, he'll be looking forward to the tournament. Uh, and, you know, David Turnbull has a, a great season at Celtic. Although it's been a tough year for the club, I think he's uh, been the player that's uh, stood out, I think. No coming in and uh, settled in very quickly and shown what a talent he is. And a Lanarkshire boy like yourself, Kieran Tierney, and he is obviously doing so well at, Jen, at your arsenal. And they absolutely love him there, don't they, Jen? Yeah, no, we do. Um, what a talent. What an addition to the squad he's been. Um managed to just slot right in to be honest and to come into the Premier League and give the sort of performances he's done and he's picked up a couple of niggles along the way but seemed to come come back um, even stronger every time so I'm glad that the latest one wasn't too bad and he's fit and ready to go for us in the Euros Barry he's a player that you love yeah, yeah listen I, I think he's a top player I'll be honest with you I thought he was very good at Celtic then he obviously got his move down to Arsenal, but I think he's went up a couple of levels, Paul, um, if I'm being honest with you. Um, and I think Arsenal may struggle to keep a hold of him. It wouldn't surprise me if like, a Man City um, comes in to try and sign him. I, I do think he's a standout player in the Scotland squad. Paul McStay, Paul, what would you say about uh, KT? Oh, I'm delighted to see him doing well down there. Uh, I think he gave everything to Celtic when he was there. And... Uh, and the wee backstory about that, no, I don't know if you're aware, my dad spotted him. He was a scout that took him into Celtic at a young age. So we've always had a, uh, keeping a close eye on uh, hearing what he was up to and how he was progressing. And we're just delighted to see him uh, doing so well down in England. But I definitely think he will be a star in this uh, Euros. I agree with that. He's an outstanding talent. And I think playing down south, uh, competing against better teams week in, week out. Uh, I think uh, certainly that will help him as well. 
Barry, that's a great family story, isn't it? There's a story of the Fergusons yeah, and there's a, another lovely one yeah, of the next days. You learn something new every every single day. No, I, I don't think many people would um, have known uh, Paul's dad spotted, yeah. um, Kieran. But what a spot, because let's be honest with you, um, he's he's a top player. Mm-hmm. He's a top, top player for me. And you love seeing people going down, like a lot of people say about leaving the Scottish Premier League to go down to the English Premier League, how they're going to... Uh, go and do but he's um, you watch him on Sky with Arsenal you hear the, the pundits talk after the games and everybody's so positive about him and he's loved down there mm-hmm. and there's further parallels you know with you and the Fergusons Paul with obviously Willie playing uh, for Celtic Raymond playing and Barry with you you know with Derek at Rangers it's, uh, it, and it's a good five a side team it's not bad Lanarkshire <laughs> team isn't it Paul <laughs> <laughs> not too bad at all no, I had many tussles with Eric uh, and Mr. Durant as well in that midfield yeah. when they were just coming into the, the Rangers team. Uh, a lot of good games against them. Ended up uh, working with Derek as well, no once we stopped playing. And in the schools in Glasgow, uh, going in about sort of trying to uh, use football as a health and fitness tool uh, to help the, the youngsters. And uh, so we spent a fair bit of time together. So it was uh, all good fun. Paul, I just want to ask you, what what are you doing just now with yourself? Are you still involved in football? Yeah, uh, when I come over here, I, I was involved in, I'd call it sports technology, Barry. No, uh, I was hanging about with all the sort of young whiz kids uh, in the technology world, the sort of startup world when I come over here. And uh, we, we built a wee solution for grassroots football uh, to help with the management of uh, clubs so I was involved in that side the technology side and then uh, latterly I've uh, been helping Celtic with our international partnerships over here and uh, a, a bit of talent ID as well a bit of recruitment and recruitment is so crucial and that, Barry that was one of the problems last season wasn't it Celtic got so much so right for so long but then you know the recruitment wasn't right in 2020 yeah I always believe recruitment's number one at the football club and if you get your signings you're not going to get every signing bang on the button Paul if I'm being honest with you but if you get the vast majority right you've got a real good chance and that, that was the difference last year um, we, we, as you mentioned previous to that Celtic were spot on with their recruitment mm. Rangers last season Stephen Gerrard um, rec- recruited really well and it makes a difference Ange Postacoglu mentioning Australia uh, had his last game apparently Paul you know in the last few hours they lost to Honda in the J League but it looks as though he's on his way here uh, it surprised a lot of people but I suppose Arsene Wenger wasn't really known when he took over at Arsenal Yeah I, I mean uh, people have been asking me in the, the last week or so what my thoughts are and I think you have to just look at the, the media coverage he's had from players who have played with him as the, the the coach and manager at club size and with the Socceroos as well. And I think every player that's played under him have all had the same opinion of him. Know that he's a good manager to work for. Uh, he, you know, he, he does demand a lot. Uh, but his style of playing is one that excites players, I think. Uh, he's got a positive brand of playing. Uh, it's not negative at all. He wants to go and win games. And he plays with a bit of an edge as well, uh, from the point of view of uh, his teams are quite aggressive and uh, trying to achieve that win. And but I've watched him, his teams over here, you know, when he was up at Brisbane, uh, played a lot of good football, nice attacking football, and successful there. And then, you know, 
the, the Socceroos in 2015. Uh, they won the Asian Cup. Yeah. I mean, we went to the games and no, you're, you're, people are asking will we handle the pressure in Glasgow. And again, it is different from over here, but during that tournament, uh, the Socceroos, the Australian team, were in pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were playing at home, big crowds at the games. And I don't know if anybody will have a look at YouTube, but the final, I think it was 75,000, 80,000 there. No, and a great atmosphere. And so he's lived through pressure and that game in particular. And he came through it. And uh, I, I think the way the team played that night and the way that they, they never gave up, they had that passion, determination to go and win the game. I think that sort of showed me what he's all about. He knows how to shape a team, structure a team, but also how to get a team that wins and uh, is successful as well, not just in the international front, but also with the domestic clubs. And I think if he, he's got that knowledge and expertise, and if he went to Europe, I don't think he would lose that expertise. I think it obviously is a different, different challenge. So I think he's got the capabilities, he's got the coaching knowledge, the experience, and if he gets a shot as being Celtic manager, I think he'll he'll do well. I think he'll, he's got the. Uh, I think he's got what it takes. Yeah. Paul, that's good to get your insight. Jen, last week I heard Craig Moore saying that we all need to do our homework. We're a bit insular. I mean, it happens everywhere that we don't know about somebody. Therefore, we kind of judge in advance. Yeah, but I think um, Paul made a good point there when when people that have played under him or played for teams that he's managed that are come out and saying really positive things. I think that's probably something that maybe a lot of us need to listen to. I think not many people will come out and say such positive things if they don't believe it. So maybe that's one of the things that we need to be a bit more hanging on to. Back to Scotland. Or Barry, you wanted to say something there? No, I, I agree. Yeah. When you, yeah. you listen to just what Paul said there, what Craig was on for about 20 minutes, Craig mm. Moore, who's worked under him and, and worked for him. He raved uh, about it. Yep, yep, he did. Um, the, the only difference will be is when he comes to the west of Scotland, the demands and the mm. pressures. He, he wouldn't have had that before in his coaching career but he's managed for over 20 years oh. he's an experienced guy he's managed at the top level so you've got to give him a, a, an opportunity Ferguson and McStay you know all about that the pressure do you miss it in some ways Paul the, the hot house the madness of Glasgow <laughs> uh, no no, <laughs> <laughs> no you, you, do, you do miss it you, you miss the passion I think that's probably something it's different over here is you no know, you look for some football reports in newspapers and you have to go yeah. eight pages from the back yeah. to find something about the A League and yeah. uh, I think uh, Anne just mentioned that before about the NRL, AFL and Rugby Union cricket taking all the sports uh, media coverage and uh, so hopefully we can work on that over here and get more uh, yeah. headlines for, for for the game of football. Paul, before we let you go, you need to get to bed at 20 past five. Take us briefly, what are your memories? At age 15, you scored two goals. For, you played for Scotland at every level, but like you, Barry, and you too, Jen. He scored two goals at Wembley and we beat England 5-4. I remember it, actually. I remember the game. What was that like for you? Oh, it's just fantastic. I think that's uh, what you, that you play football for. It's yeah. always sort of you dream about things like that and to achieve it was, was fantastic and uh, uh, hopefully the, the players who are going to this European Championship will uh, save for that as well uh, I'm sure they'll be looking forward to 
match against England and hopefully if it's 5-4 that'll do me yeah, uh, it would indeed yeah. and, and winning the yeah. under 18s I mean Paul what was that like that's the only time that uh, a Scotland team have won an international tournament yeah I mean that was fantastic I know it's uh, still a youth tournament but it was yep. all professionals and you know, coming up against people like uh, Marco van Basten uh, who was just uh, quite a young man in the, the Dutch team at that time and uh, it's quite interesting though actually 10 years later you're playing against them or I was playing against them in the, 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 the Euros in Sweden so 10 years later they, yeah. they met up again but uh, the, the first time you get managed to get one over on him and uh, in the, the tournament which is a great experience yeah, yeah. Barry, Jen, we're all hoping, it's great to hear Paul McStay on and uh, memories of the past, but also looking forward to the Euros. Do you think we can go, Paul, further this time, for the first time? Yeah, I hope so. Uh, I think, obviously, I, I think the Czech game, we've got a great opportunity there. The other two games are going to be tough. And uh, I think uh, getting that match against Holland recently was probably a good exercise, I think, from... Uh, Steve Clark's point of view uh, just because I think uh, when you play England Croatia they, they might have a lot of the ball and I think the, the way the team worked that night uh, worked very hard as a unit and they managed to get a couple of goals against the Dutch so again you'll be looking for that type of performance probably against England and Croatia but I think the Czech game is when you go off to a good start and I think we could do that yeah Paul, great to hear you on Go Radio. Thanks very much. We've had so many messages on social media saying, uh, good luck, Paul. It's great to hear for you, Anne-Marie, and all the family. I know one of the boys, your son is playing, has been playing in Australia. We could talk all night. We should do a podcast on this. With but even, I was just going to say, even the, the younger listeners that yep. I've not seen him play, go and watch him. Go watch, him. watch him on your, YouTube. Uh, YouTube. YouTube. Um, you'll see how... I think how Black and white videos. Yeah, I was just about, I didn't know what to say that, but yeah. Right. I still call him young Paul McStake. No, well, listen, a lot of young yeah. young listeners won't know how good he was. Yeah. And go and watch him on yeah. YouTube and you'll see what a, a top midfielder Paul McStay was. Jen, and if we had more time, we'd talk about Australia, wouldn't we? Of course, yeah. yeah. But I've got YouTube videos to watch tonight, so yeah. on Paul. Paul, thanks so much for joining us. We'll speak to you soon. Right. Cheers. Right. Cheers. Thanks Paul. very much, Paul McStay, bye live bye. on Go Radio. Bye bye. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. It's all happening. The countdown is on to Euro 2020. We play the Czech Republic on Monday. And remember, we'll be on the air live from the Radisson Red from 12 o'clock, Barry. So we'll be there ready to... Uh, uh, yeah, Who's picking the tunes? What are you thinking? Uh, James and the team. Yeah, the, the team, decent, yeah. Uh, are you decent. enjoying them? Yeah. <laughs> Jen? You love your music as well? Yeah. I was as well, yeah. And yeah. I found out you do recordings in, in this office. We do indeed, yeah. In the, in the studios here yeah. as well. Some of the, the great the great bands of Scotland and, and abroad do come here and play. So it's a, it's a bit special. Enjoying, Something's happening I'm here. Yeah, you enjoying that music? Uh, yeah, keep it going. Well. Keep Barry it going. Ferguson <laughs> approves. So too does Jen Beattie. How many caps for Scotland, Barry? Try and keep it vaguely to do with the football. <laughs> Not enough. How many caps? Not How many, enough. Was it? How many? 46. 46 caps, yep. Jen, 131 caps for Scotland. Yep. Think so. Yep. yep. Sure is. And counting, still very much part of the team. Hope so. And what was it with the World Cup? It's a, it's a yeah, isn't it amazing? Cup. Yeah. Wow. And you're only, what, big birthday last month? I was, yeah. Yeah, 30. 3 0, three zero yeah. yeah. Still young. 30. I wish yeah. I was 30 again. Yeah, <laughs> Barry always says, play as long as you can. No, I, yeah, yeah, what would you I say, say to that Jen? to every yeah. player that. Um, 
is think about maybe um, calling it a day. Mm. Listen, you're a long time retired, so play as long as you go. I was lucky to get to 37 and a half, but um, too many operations on my ankle. I had to call it a day eventually. You know what? That's it. My brother says the exact same thing. He's um, been retired two years from rugby, rugby union. He Johnny. played yep. out in France, yeah. Yep. And he said the exact same thing. Jenny, play as, as long as you can. So yep. I will as long as my body lets me, I think. And your dad, of course, did so well. Scottish international rugby legend. Uh, and the Lions as well. And it's the summer of the Lions. So how, how's Feather? Is he all right? He's still on Radio Scotland, yeah? He's good, yeah. <laughs> he's mad about cycling, as most 60-year-olds yeah. are, probably. Um, yeah, no, he's, he's keen on his cycling, commutes to work, back and forth. Um, yeah, yep. it's great to be home. Go Radio Football Show, counting down to the Euros. Let's go on the lines now, and a great Scotland fan is on the line. Ryan, Ryan, good evening. Good evening, how are you guys doing? Good, thanks. Great to hear Paul McStay there, wasn't it? What a Scotland captain and player he was. 76 caps for Scotland, nine goals. <laughs> Aye, I'm a bit, I'm a bit young to, for his time, I'm afraid. <laughs> All right, okay, stop. <laughs> don't, we don't need to rub it in, but we can... We can. That's a great thing, Ryan, isn't it, about YouTube, that you can pick uh, up uh, and they, see these. Like Ryan, yep. um, in gender, making me feel old. Yep. Ryan, um, yeah, he was some player. It was great to hear the Fergusons and the McStay chat there, um, who both did so well with Scotland. Ryan, what are you thinking as we count down? How many days are we now? To two days until the Euros start, five days until Czech Republic. Can't wait. I'm buzzing. Absolutely buzzing. Um, long time coming, that's for sure. Sure. Um, what I want to ask is how excited is Barry and Jen for the Euros and... Um, if there was any players that you would bring in, who would it be if, if you were to change it? Mm. All right, well, Jen, how excited are you about the fact that we're we're here for the first time in your living memory, probably? Yeah, no, massively. I w was lucky enough to be seven years old mm. in a French campsite for the 98 World Cup yeah. with my family. And so I remember being in that environment and that buzz and, and really feeling... Um, what it was like to watch Scotland at a major tournament and to think I, I get to experience there we go. <laughs> remember that then? I'll bet that was playing. That was 98. I remember it well. Yeah. yeah. Cute. Jen is dancing socially distanced around the studio. Well, we, do, we don't want to start dancing. The last time yeah, no. we danced in this studio, oh, right, was, yeah. it wasn't the best, was it? Let's be honest. <laughs> 1998. So you remember that at a campsite yeah, in France? I, I, yeah. I was saying this the other day. I remember I was, I was wearing a Tammy hat yeah. and French colours flags painted yeah, on my yeah. cheeks yeah I absolutely loved it I really do think that's when I fell in love with football so to to experience the Euros again this this week coming and, and be able to watch the boys is is amazing I think any Scottish fan will be looking forward to it Barry might want tips on that on the French flag that would suit you as well wouldn't it Barry you wouldn't be against it there <laughs> on, no, the, on the Scottish flag but I'm, I'm like Ryan yeah. I'm excited listen <laughs> things weren't going great a couple of years ago until Steve yeah. Clark um, took over and I, I, I think I mentioned it on Monday Paul, it was a hard watch the first couple of games, I've got to be honest with you. Um, but he came in and made us solid, but see as the games went on, I think we're getting better and better. And you just need to look at that squad of 26. There's real, real quality players there. So I firmly believe we've got a squad that are capable of getting out of the group stage. I've no doubt in my mind. And I think come Monday, once the game's finished, we'll have three points in the bag. Jen, what do you think on that, about uh, how we'll do? So against Czech Republic... Yeah, I think some part of me is a bit unsure it's the first game. You know, at the Czech, I, th I feel like if we get off to a good start, there's every chance of getting out of the group. But that first game is arguably the most important one. I know it's not one and lost or get out of the group on the first game, but 
um, a good start will really, really set us in good stead going on to the rest of the tournament. I see the Czech Republic beat Albania 3-1 last night. I know it's a friendly and it's the you know preparation, but they won 3-1. Well, well, listen, they're, they're a good team. They're not a top team. They're not the same as they were four, mm -hmm. six years ago. Um, but they're a physical team. They've still got good players um, in their squad. Uh, but listen, it's, it's so important, the first game. And do you know what? A lot of people say nerves. I don't think this team show me any nerves, mm -hmm. this Scotland squad. Um, and again, it's one of the ones we were talking about who's going to play. I'll be honest with you. See the 26 players in that squad? I'd be comfortable with any of them playing. Mm -hmm. I think they're all very good players. Ryan, um, is that so, your question, Ryan, to Jen? Who are you looking to see if she would bring in some of the young players, the Turnbulls, the Gilmers? Or whatever? What, what exactly do you want to ask Jen? Yeah, that was basically what I wanted to ask because I thought we played better the other night against Holland than we did against Luxembourg. I know players will probably be a little bit maybe in the back of their mind they don't want to get injured and stuff, but I thought the performance against Holland was much more exciting, mm -hmm. much more off my yep. off my chair than I was against Luxembourg. Mm -hmm. Jen? Yeah, look, I, th I think the sending off was a huge game changer in that Luxembourg game. Um, I think it became more of a run out for, for Clark to get the boys, you know, minutes in the legs. Um, and to be honest, just seeing Billy Gilmore for 20, 20 minutes was was amazing. Um, but who knows what the 11 will be, but I'm comfortable with what Barry said, that it's the depth within that squad. There really are, you, it's not an obvious 11 for me. Um there's an obvious maybe six, seven, eight, and then it's who's on form. Yeah, I agree. And I've been reading a few things. People saying, oh, we're getting carried away with young Billy Gilmore and, and Turnbull. But so, so we should be. Mm. They're, they're top quality talents. But again, see if Steve Clark goes with Callum McGregor, McTominay and McGinn, I'd be absolutely delighted with that. But if he does change McGregor for Gilmer, I'd be equally as happy. So... That kind of area, the, the team is really strong with a lot of quality, but throughout the team as well, I agree with what Jen just said there. There's, there's maybe five or six positions that I think are nailed on and the rest are up for grabs. Ryan, what would you do? What would I do? I, I'd play the team um, we played on there against Holland. I just think they played with so much character, uh, no fear. We went, we got at them. And I know it's only a friendly, but I think... The no fear stage in the very first game is, is very crucial because if you start sitting back then the fears start creeping in and things like that. So um yeah, I would I would love to see the team that we played against um Holland, that team to go out. I think they were just magnificent. I'd love to see Gilmore get a game because he he really excites me. I think there's a theme, isn't there, about Billy he'll be hard to leave out, Barry, for the for I just the, love watching yeah, him, Paul. For the first game. Well, I don't care what anybody says. He's He's a top player. He's a top talent. I could just watch him 24-7. I just think he's a wonderful footballer. He's got everything in the locker. A lot of people go on about size, which is absolute nonsense. You see, over the last year, he's physically starting to mature as well. Um, and don't be surprised if he starts on Monday. But as I, as I mentioned there, don't, let's not forget Callum McGregor. He's been an excellent player for, for Scotland. He's had a tough season, no doubt about it the way things have went for Celtic. But again, I, I just keep looking back at the 26 names that are in that squad. That's the strongest squad we've had for a long, long time. In the England squads, young player of the year, Phil Foden, somebody yeah. that Barry has raved about for well all year. I see he's got a hair done like uh, Gaza. Did you see that? Yeah. In the... He's another one. Yeah. Look, they're the two. I don't know how many times I need to speak yeah. about Phil Foden. I don't know what Jen thinks. I asked Jen. Probably yeah. the exact same. I, I, I just love him. I, I love him. He's... Um, 
he's got potential for me. I know I know people might think I'm I'm crazy here, but he's got potential for me to be the best player, one of the best players in the world. I honestly believe that. And he's been also praising Billy Gilmer. And it's no surprise, really, so there's great respect there between the two young stars. What do you make of uh, coming up against Phil Foden and co? They haven't had good preparation, England. It hasn't gone well, but it doesn't mean anything, does it, until you get into the tournament? No, but England have players in abundance, I would say. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure, you know, they've brought, they've brought in players to replace Alexander-Arnold with his thigh injury, I think it was, but... Yeah, you you see him get injured, but then you see the the replacements and it's sort of three, four right backs ready to roll. So, um, yeah, there's I don't think there'll be too much focus on England yet. I think focus will be on checks. But yeah, I look at England. Look, you look at the squad, the, the, the top players throughout the squad. I, I just think they're a team of individuals. When I watch them, I don't think they're like us. We're like a real. A, a real yeah. tight unit. Um, I, I feel different when I watch watch um, England, but don't um, don't take anything away. They've got they've got top players. For me, they've got the, the best striker in the world in Harry Kane. You just mentioned the mm. the young man Phil Foden, who can he's just a genius with the football. Um, but you go through their team, they have they have got top players. But I just as I said, I think it's more individuals. Um, and let's forget about the England game just now. Let's just concentrate, as Jen just mentioned there. Monday's a big one for me. Ryan, have you a ticket for the match? Are you going to get to any of the games? No, I'm working unfortunately, so I'll, I'll even miss the I'll even miss Monday's game unfortunately. So it's one of the things I didn't I didn't actually realise it was an early kickoff until somebody told me the other day. So mm. I'm quite gutted about that, but these things happen. I thought it was actually a quarter take kickoff, but hey ho, it's not to be. Oh dear. As long as Barry knows, <laughs> he would have known what kickoff time if it was St. Johnson playing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Aye, well, that's a yeah. different story. Yeah. <laughs> and Jenny's a massive, Ryan's a massive St. Johnson fan. What Big a season, season it's been for them! Unbelievable two trophies. Yeah. Unbelievable, Ryan. Yeah, it's honestly, Jen, it's dreams unthinkable, dreams come true. Um, the squad of St. Johnson's just, I'd, even now talking about it, still gives me goosebumps. It's just unbelievable. Like something I'd never ever think as a fan growing up, diehard Perth boy, diehard St. Johnson fan. I actually know your good friend Lisa. See, I grew up with her. Yeah. So I know her, I know her I know her quite well. Um she went to my high school and everything. So yeah, absolutely unbelievable. And it's and you know what? It's actually good for Scottish football that that's happened because we got good media coverage. Mm -hmm. You guys covered it well and it just shows that I would say Scottish football is going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. It's just not Celtic and Rangers all the time. You've got your Hibs, your Hearts back up, Aberdeen, St Johnson, St Murn. Livingston, so they they, they all they all, all good good players and I tell you back on the Scotland thing, I'm actually quite gutted that still uh, that Griffiths didn't get a, a shout. Yeah. I know he hasn't mm -hmm. played, but he's a, he's a, to me he's just an out and out goal scorer. I'm going to throw that to Jen because we know where Barry stands. Lee Griffiths, <laughs> would you have him in the squad? Well, but I've I've seen Che Adams come in mm -hmm. and and do so well and score goals. I feel, I feel like that's been that's been huge for Scotland and what an addition he's been. So I, I, for me, that's a tough one. I've really, really enjoyed watching Che Adams come into the squad and 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 score goals for Scotland. Just such a pity he couldn't get himself game time. Yeah, I, look, in terms of Che Adams, I think oh. he's a top player. He, yeah. he was a stick on to be in the squad, but I would always have made a space for Lee Griffiths. I know he's not played a lot of football. A lot of people going about his fitness. Um, but listen, if it's a tight game, 15 minutes to go, he comes on the pitch, he's always liable to get in a position to get a goal. 
Um, but we heard his interview. Mm. He was on Go Radio, I think it was last week. Yep. And he was pretty honest. He, he kind of expected not to burn it. Um, but I just hope for in terms of Lee Griffiths as a person that he he, he gets sorted, he gets back playing, which is important because he's only 30 years of age and he, he's a top player when he's fit and ready to go. He's For me, he's the best forward in Scottish football. Ryan, I hope you can tune in though before the game then. We'll be on from 12 from the Radisson Red in Glasgow. So Mark Guidi, Barry Ferguson and myself on Monday. What's your prediction then in case we don't speak to you again, Ryan, for the first game? Oh, oh I think it's going to be a tight game. Um, I'm, I'm just going to go for a simple 1-0 victory to Scotland I think it's going to be a very quite close-knit game I think we'll just edge it we'll I'll settle. go with Nesbitt scoring as well oh, Right, oh, Nesbitt scoring Well, there we are Yeah, We'd settle for that Yep. Yeah, I'd mentioned on Monday I think a it lot is. of people just keep going on about the three young lads Patterson, yeah. Turnbull and, and Gilmer Let's not forget Kevin Nesbitt Let's that, talk about him then just after the break The Go Radio Football Show Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five Go Shaban, go Scotland We're right up for it Barry Ferguson is loving the the, the music for the Euros the, the yeah. Go special mixes yeah. James is taking all the credit. The producer, <laughs> well, I'll call him the executive producer. Is that right? He's taking all the all the credit for it. But good tunes. I'm loving it. Loving it. He's giving Stevie Lennon a run for his money, there, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he sure is. But Stevie Lennon's good. Let's oh, be honest. Brilliant. Seen a Friday night straight after the show. Yep. Honestly, if you missed the Go Football Show, make sure you don't miss Stevie Lennon <laughs> at seven. Of course, a week on Friday, we will be England against Scotland. But we're not going to talk about that today, oh, Barry, are we? No. I see he's given me that stare, Jen. You see the Barry Ferguson stare, he just looks at you. So we'll keep that for after the Czech Republic game. Keep the ball on the deck at the moment. Yep. Yep. That's it. That's the best way to be, Paul. Um, we yep. need to focus on one thing and one thing only, and that's the, the first game on Monday. Um, Jen's bouncing about there. It's got a bop to this one. Yeah. It's good, isn't it's good, it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could see you in the clubs in London once you're back down, you know, socially distanced and all yeah, the rest. Course, and uh, training and things for you, Jen. When will that start again down at Arsenal? And I know you, I heard you last week you'd done op recently, but all looking good. Yeah, yeah. no. Uh, operation on my back went really well. So that's why I'm re- rehabbing up here in Glasgow. Um, and then hopefully join the squad sort of mid July to reintroduce myself back into training. So sun will be out. Scotland will have won the Euros. Okay. <laughs> if we had to, if you choose one of the team in the men's team, who would be most like you? Because I know you're versatile. You can play in defence, midfield, and you score a lot of goals as well. So for those who maybe haven't seen you play for Arsenal if or I Scotland. Choose one of the men's players. Yeah, yeah. That's tough. Just throwing that one at you. Have a wee think. Yeah. Okay. Could, I'll come back to you. Who yeah, would I'll be. come yeah. back to you on that yeah. one. Is it more Lyndon Dykes than Declan Gallagher or whatever, or Grant Hanley or Shea Adams? Uh, yeah. Just better looking than all them players you just mentioned. <laughs> <Of course>. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny's better looking than all of them as well, isn't it? Your brother Johnny, who played so well for Scotland. It's Jen Beatty of Arsenal in Scotland, 131 caps. Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney here, and loads of your calls coming in. And we're going to speak to Alex in the next hour, who is running to Wembley from Hamden to raise money for kids in Bridgeton. And that's just wonderful. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was amazing um, that uh, phone call last week yep. and obviously Lord Willie Hockey to come on and, and double his, his money and it'd be interesting to see where he, he's at um, just yep. now but a great cause and um, brilliant to hear things like that Paul and earlier in the programme we had live and exclusive from Australia Paul McStay joined us for the first 20 minutes and he doesn't do much in the media and it's great to hear Paul McStay the former Celtic and Scotland star yep but it's um, I was glad to hear that he's still involved in the football side because mm. um, yep. somebody like that who 
the type of player he was and what he's done in the game, Paul, you, you need to use his knowledge. Um, there's, there's no doubt about it. But he's living a quiet life. He's he's happy enough. He sounded happy enough out in yeah. Australia. And we asked him the question. He doesn't miss the West of Scotland. <laughs> and I can see why. <laughs> he texted me there to say he took the cornflakes. So because it's two, it's happened nearly three o'clock in the morning now. So he was up with the cornflakes, reminding him of home, getting ready to come on the oh, Go Radio I'm Football more, Show. I like Frosties. The Frosties, yeah. yeah I, like fr- I like my Frosties. That, that was a good. That was a good line as well. That because uh, you can walk off, you know, and work off the sugar, but uh, it's probably best without the sugar for most people. But you athletes, it's okay. Great to hear that it was his dad who discovered Kieran Tierney at Celtic. I know that was a good stat. Like what Barry said, you learn something new every day, and yeah, very good spot, and glad that he's at Arsenal. And of course, so that's Jen PT from Arsenal. You can speak to Jen, you can speak to Barry Ferguson, 0808 17 17 700. Jen and Barry, one of the headlines I heard Rob slipped it in last night is that Rangers have done some more business. And it's something that you have been talking about for probably two months, Barry. Jermaine Defoe defying the years, and he signed another year, a bit, bit of a different contract. Yeah, player coach, um, we'd spoke about it a number of times, Paul, and I'm delighted. Listen, you know he's not going to start. Um, most of the games but to have somebody that experience and, and that quality round about and um, the, the the players will learn off him for me he's, he's a credit the way he looks after himself you see the shape he's in he's 38 years of age and I think he deserved it Paul you, you just need to see his, um, the goals that he scored for Rangers um, and as I said it was a no-brainer for me and I think Stephen Gerrard's done a great piece of business to have somebody like Jermaine Defoe about the football club 72 appearances for Rangers in the two and a half years, 32 goals, Jen. I know that that's that's one of the best things about it. He's still got goals in him. He's still got minutes in him. I, I've no doubt that Gerard Gerard will call upon him for you know goals in big games when he needs him. And it is amazing to see players like that at 38 still fit and ready to roll and and in the game. And he's obviously looked after himself so well. And I always find it interesting when players take on those roles. Um, because for me, that they love the game. They they're not ready to leave it as a player, and they're ready to learn a different side of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd I'd love to be a player and see it inside out and how it works. But you know, kudos to Rangers for for getting that uh, signed. I think it's it's a great deal for him to pass on his experience where he's played. He's played at the top level. Um, so it, I think it was um, a vital piece of business um, to use his experience and to have somebody like that. If you're struggling during the game, Paul, to call upon um, a guy like him, and you've just most of the goals have been from the bench when Rangers have needed um, somebody to come on and maybe change it. Jermaine uh, Defoe has done that, so no, I, I think the Rangers fans will be absolutely delighted with that piece of business. Yep, Jermaine Defoe, a great favourite with the fans who've not been able to be in this season, but surely next season they'll be there. We'll have 12,000 at Hamden on Monday uh, as he. Stays at Ibrox, Greg Stewart and Bangani Zungu leave the club. Barry, what do you take on both of those? What do you think? In terms of Zungu, I don't think he was going to play much apart. Um, so it was better for him to go back to his club in France. Greg Stewart, I think he's doing the right thing. He's at an age where he needs to go and play week in, week out or get the opportunity to do that. I think he was going to struggle to do that at Rangers. But listen, he's another one whenever he was called upon. Paul, I thought he'd done, he'd done well enough. Um, but he's probably thinking to himself... Um, he's coming into his late 20s now. He needs to go in and um, try and play week in, week out. Rangers doing the business early. 
no big signings yet over the summer, although they had fashion Sakala. That was uh, tied up at the end of April, beginning of May. Uh, things have been looking good for Rangers. 25 points clear when they won the title, Jen. It's been really impressive for Steven Gerrard. No, it, it has been great. He's he's come in and at a great time and it's it's great to see the club be so, so successful and you know the build that they've had through the leagues and to come and win the Scottish Prem now it, it's class and you know they are getting their business early which I think fans love to see also have to see a club sort of organised and know exactly what they're trying to do and who they want to bring in and and players are eager to sign for a great club. Do you think it's brought more focus? You live in the London area, obviously playing and training with Arsenal. Do you see and read much about Rangers because of uh, Stephen Gerrard, I suppose? Yeah, look, I, th- I think when they appointed Stephen Gerrard from um, to Rangers, sorry, that was a huge that was a huge deal. And he is a big character and has achieved so much as a player. So for him to come in and manage a massive club like Rangers was was a huge role for him. And so to see him succeed the way he's done with the club was really great to see. He's not going anywhere, Barry, is he? I mean, the, the Everton thing, of course, uh, they haven't appointed anyone yet, although it looks as though Espirito Santo could be going there because he's, uh, he's not going to Crystal Palace, which uh, uh, they thought I think might happen. some stage he will obviously go and, and manage down the Premier League. Um, but I, I think he knows that's his first trophy this season. He's tasted a bit of success now. The hard part, or even harder part, is to go in now and, and retain that and win more trophies, um, i.e. domestically, the League Cup and Scottish Cup, which for being the back of his mind has been a major disappointment, getting put out in both quarter-finals. So, no, I, I think he's he's going to be here for another season or two. There's, there's no doubt about that, Paul. And he's going to get good backing from the Rangers board to go and make some changes because, as I said to you, I think the best time to strengthen is when you're in top uh, and... He likes getting his business done early, as Jen just mentioned there. It's important that you get the squad together. Jen will tell you, pre-season, when you've got the nucleus of your squad together, that's the most important part. News is next. And then we're back after that for another hour. Jen is here, Barry and Paul, and loads of your calls coming in. And we'll speak to Alex on the roads as he runs to Wembley. I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Countdown well and truly on. In the first hour you have from Paul McStay, the former Scotland captain, and looking forward with optimism. Cautious optimism. He keeps his feet on the ground. You're doing that too, Barry Ferguson as well. Let's not get carried away. It's quite hard in a way though, isn't it? Yeah, I'm trying, 20, I'm trying not to, Paul, if yeah. I'm being honest with you, yeah. but um, these tunes are, are getting me right up for it. I'm ready to put my <laughs> get my boot, um, my boots out, dust them down and ready to play. They're um, never far away, Listen, it's yep. exciting times. It's been a long yeah. 23 years. Yeah. Listen, the women done it a few years back. Mm-hmm. And you've seen what the nation were like and now we're here for the first time, as I said, we're in a major tournament. We've got a top squad for me. So, I, look, listen, I'm not keeping my feet in the ground. I'm I'm going for it. How special was that for you? Because it was so long since Scotland had any success in a major tournament, Jen. That was special. Yeah, no, it was. Um, I actually missed the Euros through ankle ligament injuries, but then to qualify again for the World Cup two years after yeah. that was a huge relief, yep. number one. But... <laughs> 
to to also be there and just yeah, it's it's amazing reliving it now also with the men qualifying and and going through another tournament. But without that, it's it's what is the highlight of your career, hundred percent. Another legend on the line now because he's walking and he's running from Glasgow from Hampden Park to Wembley Stadium. It's Alex Woodward. Alex, good evening. Good evening. It's great to talk to you guys again. How, yeah. how are you all getting on? Yeah, we're good. Where are you now, Alex? When we spoke to you the other day, well, we spoke to you on the first day on Friday night. So, where are you now? Uh, I'm in a place called Bentham, which is uh, where is Bentham? Bentham is I've, I've passed the Lake District and things like that. So, mm. I'm about fifty. I'm about fifty miles from Manchester Piccadilly. Brilliant. That's amazing, isn't it? Since Friday, and what's it been like? How tough has it been? Uh, well, I mean, it has been tough. I mean, I knew coming into it, it wasn't going to be easy, but I think on the on the Friday it was uh, twenty six miles. Uh, on the Saturday it was thirty one miles, and Sunday was a twenty six miles. Monday was twenty seven miles, and Tuesday was twenty six miles, and today was just a twenty two miles. So today was like a wee holiday, to be honest, a day off. <laughs> Just the twenty-two miles, and how how are the legs? How are the feet? Where are you feeling it most? Well, see, to be honest, I'm, I mean, touch wood at the minute. I've had no injuries or anything bad. I mean, I've got a system, so when I get in, I get straight into an ice bath. Mm-hmm. But I had a bit of a hoo-ha today, so I'm actually staying in an Airbnb, not the hotel that I originally booked. Because when I, I so I just ran twenty-two miles, went into the Airbnb, and I said to the lady. Um, no, I went into the booking.com place. I says, listen, I need an ice bath. Um, she says, oh, your room doesn't have a bath. And I showed her in black and white. Look, it said a bath. She went, no. So I was running about Bentham trying to find a bath. Managed to get one. So honestly, that's the, that's the last thing you need when you've just finished a run, the stress of finding a bath. Do you know what I mean? Can only imagine it. What a reaction we had to Friday night when you came on to go radio and you didn't have, we were blown away by, you'd raised almost £20,000. Uh, tell everyone who who missed that. Well, we know what happened. Uh, Lord Willie Hockey heard it. And he phoned in and he said he, he would double um, what you had raised, which at that point was nearly twenty grand. So how how's the fundraising going? Oh, well, when before Willie Hockey got in touch, um, Lord Willie Hockey got in touch, I was kind of, I was under pressure because I wanted to reach my target, but I'd had conversations with the people at the charity and my family saying, listen, if we only raise 20, 30 grand, just know that's a big, big amount of money and we've done really well and blah, blah, blah. But after Willie Hockey got off the phone, it was almost like assured to hit the target because instead of getting to 50, we realistically only had to get to 25. And at the minute, I think we're about 40 pounds off 27,000. So it's been incredible. And just see just knowing having Lord Willie Hockey's backing behind you, it's it just makes the whole thing easier and it kinda makes it the dream a bit more of a reality. It's just it's a complete game changer. And how's that money going to be spent for those that haven't heard about it? Because we were touched about it. Barry was like, Wow. Tell us about the project. Well, it's for FNAT AFC, which were established in nineteen seventy nine as a football club in the east end of Glasgow. Now, their main ethos was no football colours, no segregation, nothing like that. It's just bringing people together from the community and offering them support. And over the years, they've just built club after club. So I think they've got about 50 teams under the name Fanat, from mini kickers to under eights, nines, and they focus on underprivileged kids. 
So some of these kids can't afford football boots, school stuff, and they actually they provide that for them, the ones that need it. So they got to the point where they said, listen, training for an hour at the side of the pitch once a week isn't enough for these kids. We need to have a facility, we need to have a complex where these kids feel safe and can get fed and educated. And not just that, it means they could branch out to not just football, but pensioners, young parents, just classes, dance classes, just something to bring everyone together. And that's just that's been their goal since 1979. It's now 2021 and it's time to start putting the sort of dream into reality. And that's exactly what, by, by me putting one foot in front of the other for 15 days, is that's the goal, to, to make it happen. Barry, isn't it phenomenal from that scare that he had medically last year mm-hmm. and uh, he said, no, I'm, I'm not going to just sit and watch telly at night, Tim. I'm going to do something for the kids in Bridgeton. Yeah, brilliant attitude. I just love love hearing things like that and um, obviously speaking to him last Friday and Alex getting that, that phone call for Wally really? Hockey, yeah. I, I'm sure that was, look, he would have been driven to go and do it anyway but to, to what Wally had done and, and doubling his money and obviously give him the ticket as well and it is for the Scotland game yeah. while he was joking he's got such a sense of humour yeah, just to brilliant. clarify that yeah. would have driven him on even more so yeah. listen it, it's brilliant what he's doing listen it'll be tougher I was just counting up there the, he's done 158 miles already it's, well, it's nearly halfway yeah nearly halfway so he's he, he's getting there um, as long as he can get a nice bath every single night I'm sure he'll, he'll manage it but listen I, I love hearing stories like that it's for a brilliant brilliant cause and I'm sure um, he'll raise even more than they thought he would have. That's down to as well one man as well with uh, Lord Wally Hockey. Alex, Jen Beattie is here as well from Arsenal in Scotland. She's got 131 caps. Jen, what would you want to say to Alex? Okay, it's just an incredible thing that you're doing, Alex, and especially for the cause. I think you know we all know how amazing sport and football and, and facilities like that will really be means so much to the kids and, and people of all ages like what you said and you know what a task you're doing running running such an incredible um, amount of distance and I'm glad you've got a game to watch at the end of it yeah. you a bit disappointed Alex you only done 22 miles today um, <laughs> well do you know the reason that I've done that is well the goal today was to be in Benton so I'm in Benton so I'm happy with it and there's an app where I can check the, how, how much I need to climb per run so I looked at it tomorrow. I wish I didn't. I've got 2,600 feet to climb in, in during the marathon tomorrow. So that's going to be quite a high one. Um, so I thought I'll do the 22 miles, get rested and tackle that tomorrow. Because it's not it's not downhill, which I thought it was going to be. There's plenty of hills. But uh, just, as I say, it's one foot in front of the other and we'll get there. Sometimes the technology tells you too much, doesn't it? You're better just to know I'm doing X number of miles. I think it's downhill. And it would help if it's downhill, but listen, <laughs> it certainly there's, would. There's, a, there's a bit of uphill, but I'm sure he knew that. But again, look, I'll keep going back to it. I just love, I love things like this. It's absolutely brilliant. We've got uh, so, things ready, you know, we're building up to it. And here's something for you, Alex. <laughs> That's it, getting ready for Czech Republic on Monday. Will you see or hear the match on Monday? Will you manage to stop between two and four on Monday afternoon? Yeah, so I'll make sure that I run a bit earlier on Monday and I'm going to be in a place called Sibson, so I, I really doubt there'll be any other Scots people there, but I'll be wearing my Scotland top and cheering them on, so fingers crossed we can get to a winning start because tournament competi- like competitions like this you, you, need, you just need to avoid defeat really but considering it's the Czech Republic we really need to go in and 
get all three really, don't we? So yeah, I'll be watching. I'll be, I'll be major, major. I've mean, well, spent my whole life waiting for this moment in it to see Scotland play at this tournament. So can't wait to be honest. Mm. And I loved what you said finally before we let you go when you said when you had the, you know, the health scare, and what was it you decided? Um, well, what the, the actual health scare itself? What, yeah, yeah. When you said, yeah. yeah, you were going to be as active as possible. Yeah. So basically, I mean, I had a, I was diagnosed with a tumor and a nerve in my lower back. It took twelve weeks of MRI scans, CT scans, CT biopsies, and moving from surgeon to surgeon because no one had a clue. They then told me they could, it wasn't cancerous, um, which was amazing. But they told me they'd need to operate to remove it. It was a seven-hour procedure, and it would result in me losing the ability to use my right leg, so I won't be able to walk, run. Which is running is basically sports like my life. Do you know what I mean? That's what that's what brings me enjoyment from life. And um, so if I if I lost that, um, I mean it wouldn't be the end. It's just I mean I, I would cycle here if I had to, or I would do it in a wheelchair. Like I'd, I'd find some way of doing it. But instead of sitting about and just wishing, wishing the days away, I wanted to use as much, you, to take every day, um, don't take any days for granted and just appreciate every day and use my body to the absolute maximum. And if it does happen, then I can always, no one can take this challenge away from me. Do you know what I mean? I know I've done it. So, um, yeah, that's the reason behind it as well. Oh, it's right up my street. Yep. Brilliant attitude. That, that's the attitude yep. to have a positive one. No doing what you do, Paul. Just go back and put your feet up and watch the TV. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're support. We're all um, backing you as well. So we've got the details on social media at uh, the Go Socials. So, Alex, we're right behind you. Will you join us on Monday as well? We'll call you just before the game. We're on air from the Radisson Red in Glasgow and we'll get you on and get, get a shout out to you as you head towards Wembley, Alex. Thanks very much. Not a problem. And guys, don't forget, anyone that hasn't donated, just head to Hamden to Wembley and just give in, and any donation would be major, major appreciated. Thanks a lot. Love it. Go style. Good luck, Alex. Fantastic. Cheers, Alex. Well done, Alex. Cheers. 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 I love it. He's just, I only did the 22 miles today. That is amazing. Yep. Yeah, well, well listen, it's, yep. I mean, you do a marathon every single day. I know we've only done yep. 22 miles today, but that's some going, Paul. Some going. 15 marathons that's the equivalent Jen so he will be there and he's going to the match and uh, he's getting the money doubled it's, it's phenomenal with Willie Hockey and uh, Sir Tom Hunter isn't that amazing some right some of the headlines tonight just looking around to see what news we have uh, John Fleck you feel for him don't you that he was he was because of the Covid scare he was in isolation uh, in uh, La Finca in Spain but he'll be back and he'll rejoin the camp in the next day or two down at to Middlesbrough yeah, I mean it's 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 worse timing in a way, but it also could be a lot worse. I'm I'm sure he's glad to. I'm first of all, I'm glad he's okay. Yeah. Um, and he's back with the squad soon, and we'll be ready to roll for the game. So yeah, it's not the best timing, but glad here he'll be back in and manage to get back into training as soon as possible. Yeah, look, I, I know young Fleck. He was a young mm. player coming through. At, at Rangers I know him really well and I know what type of boy he is he's one of the ones that can't sit at peace so, is he? Yeah. <laughs> so been stuck in a room um, for, for 10 days would have been hard but look I've I seen the, the exercise bikes and etc in his room it was a tough one but Jen's right the main thing is he's fine now he, he can get back and meet up with the, the squad and um, that's the important thing Paul because he, he is he, look he's an important member of the, the squad and you were saying earlier you could see every one of the 26 players you would 
you wouldn't be unhappy with any of them playing. Yep. Look, that, that, that's why you've got a squad. Um, and I think in previous years gone by, you would look and say, we've got maybe a strong 12 or 13 players. I, I honestly believe when I look at this group, any one of them could um, could start the team and I would be more than comfy with that. It's a headache for the manager. Who does well, he pick? I think I've got selection headaches all over the pitch. I think the boys that played midfield the other night against Holland were really good. I enjoyed that midfield three. I enjoyed the way they played. Different midfield tonight. So listen, I've got headaches all over the pitch. I want headaches. No big headaches in any positions. Everybody fighting. Everybody with a viable chance of being involved in the in the three games. That's that's what we need. We need everybody ready because you never know what's going to happen now. So I had a little scare with the COVID. Pick up a couple of injuries in certain positions everyone has to be ready you see tonight when they come in they know what they're doing and that's really important yeah, we can't forget that Jen can we that Covid's still there and it's still a worry for all the teams for all the, the squads that uh, there could be an outbreak but we sincerely hope not and the protocols are really uh, really strict with Scotland it is but you know I'm, I'm sure there will be especially at a tournament I think they'll be as strict as ever um, especially with these couple of days off I know the boys got a couple of days off to go back with their family but I'm sure they would have been um, strict with that as well. And uh, you know what, it's, it's something that I think a lot of us have maybe learned to live with. Mm -hmm. I know we're always ready to see the back of it as well, but I think the boys will be hopefully used to it and used to the sort of measures and distances and all that kind of stuff. And how big will it be with fans back? It'll be great to have 12,000. Huge. You know, like yeah. I, I was thinking about this the other day as well, for, for, you know, to qualify for a tournament after 23 years for the guys, to then play at Hamden on your opening game, having not really played in front of fans, it just it just gets bigger and bigger. It just escalates and escalates how massive and exciting this game will be. But no, I'm, I'm so happy that um, fans will be able to get into the stadium and the guys will really get to experience that tournament fever. Yeah, it's so important. I mean, uh, I know Hamden's 52,000, but there's the, the 12,000 will feel like 52,000 because there's that, well, every single player... Um, it's probably struggled that. Paul, I've said this a, a number of times as well. I, I would have struggled as a footballer. Yeah. I, I'd done it once, play behind closed doors in a Champions League game against Inter Milan, mm. and it was horrible. So, every credit, and I take my hat off to the the, the men and the, the women who have had to do it the past um, fourteen months. It must have been so difficult. So it's brilliant that we've got. We're at home. We're at Hamden. We've got twelve thousand fans the players will be desperate for the game to happen and the fact that we're at home is that a help or a hindrance I think I know I the don't answer think it, I, do you know what no. I don't think it would matter with no. our squad no. I honestly don't look it's great you're at home mm. but listen we could play play anywhere plus the Czech Republic will like to hear fans as well because for their players too you know they've had to play with no fans as well and it must be tough for everybody every player yeah I, as I said um, every credit must go to professional footballers that have had to play in front of empty stadiums Um it must have been so difficult, as I said, I, I can only go with, with my thoughts, I would have definitely have struggled. Um, whether fans are cheering you on or whether fans are giving you a wee bit of stick, that's what football's all about. And for me, football's nothing without fans, Paul. Absolutely. I think we found that out. We, we didn't really doubt that, Jen, did we? But in COVID, we realised how... Remember when it came back on television, it was the Germans, the Bundesliga first came on, but it just wasn't the same. It was great to football back on the television, but without the fans, how do you find it? No, I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. It was um, definitely bizarre watching games and especially hearing the recorded fans. Mm. You know, that sort of delay when a goal went in yeah. or or a delay when there was a heavy tackle yeah. or something like that. That was that took a while to get used to. So it's it's definitely um, amazing to see fans back in stadiums. Mm. 
Got a text from Ian Crocker, the Sky commentator, and he's been tuned in to the show as well, Barry. So it's great. Everyone, Everyone's up for it. They're all going to be up here. I mentioned Jim White will be here as well next week. Everyone wants to be at Hamden. Yeah, no, no one, no wonder. I mean, I'm, um, I'm trying, to, as I say, is like keep calm, but I'm, I'm excited there. It's up there, four days, nineteen hours. I just seen it on Sky there it? <laughs> to, to the, the, the game. So, no, I'm excited about it, guys. I'm excited because I enjoy watching Scotland. I do enjoy watching his play because we've got a real good squad. So, bring on Monday. Can't wait for it. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Countdown on to Euros 2020. They kick off in a couple of days. And for us, all focus on Scotland against the Czech Republic. Is that a Czech Republic song in the uh, background? I, I don't know, but I'll be honest with you, I want to go out after this show. Yeah. Spend my name You asking? <laughs> <laughs> Jen Beatty, Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney will could be spotted somewhere socially distanced in Glasgow because it's opening up again. Yeah. Stay apart, you know, but uh, it's great to see a bit of life again in the dear green place, isn't it? Yeah, here in Glasgow. Listen, yeah. it's been tough, no, not just for the people of Scotland, but people all over the world. Now we're starting to open up a wee bit and get a bit of normality back. It, it's brilliant. And as you just mentioned, before the, the travel there, listen, fans are, are getting back into football stadiums as well, which is which is excellent. Question for you, do you think the squad that we have for the Euros is as good or better than the World Cup squad of France 98 or indeed the Euros, which of course were in England in 96? Barry, what do you I, think? I'm going to get in trouble because <laughs> a, a, a few of the ones in 98 were ex-teammates. Of course, you were just about <laughs> to break in. Listen, yeah. I, look, I'm just being honest, I think this is this is a stronger squad. You reckon? Yeah, a stronger squad. Yeah, I, th- looking... I think as time grows, I don't know if Jen agrees with me. I think, seeing a, a couple of years, I think this could be a, a, a top, top squad. I really do believe it. Mm-hmm. Jen, what do you reckon? 100%. I think there's the the difference is the depth and the, the strength that with, with the young guys coming through as well. You know, we've seen the first caps and first appearances and, and really making uh, their mark in the squad I, I would have to agree with Barry I think this squad is is the best that Scotland's seen I'll give you one of the squads Jim Layton Jackie McNamara Tom Boyd Colin Calderwood the captain was Colin Henry Tosh McKinley Kevin Gallagher Craig Burley Gordon Jury Darren Jackson um, John Collins Neil Sullivan Simon Donnelly Paul Lambert who will join us um, for the Game with England, I'll tell you about that soon. Scott Gemmell, David Weir, Billy McKinley, Matt Elliott, Derek White, Scott Booth, Jonathan Gould, Christian Daly. So that was one of the squads. Craig Brown was uh, the manager. So you reckon this squad now is better than that squad? Yeah, yeah. I'm just counting. I know you played quite a few of them. Yeah, there's yep. probably about ten and eleven. So I definitely have a few text messages after <laughs> the, after this show. But I, I, again, look, you, you look at the. There is good quality in that. I mean, Colin Henry obviously played with Gordon Jury, brilliant up up top. John Collins, Lambo as well played in Scotland with, with Lambo, and you can go on and go on. Christian Daly at the bottom there as well. So real good players, but look, I honestly believe this group of squad, the twenty six players that um, Stevie Clark's assembled or, or put together, I think um, is a top squad, Paul. Yep, that's the 98 squad, isn't it? It's a, it's a really, really strong squad, but we didn't manage to to get through. We should have remembered the last game in San Etienne, but we could only get the draw. We couldn't 
we, we didn't make it. And just thinking over the years, the different tournaments, Paul McStay mentioned it in the first hour, mm. we come so close. You came so close to qualifying, but twice. once we got there, twice, twice I know. The, yeah. the playoffs, um, we beat England down at Wembley in 99, 1-0. Um, if we, I, I think we spoke about this, no, no, we, mm. if we actually got that equaliser, Christian Daly had a great chance, five minutes to go, and David, David Seaman made a great save. If we got that, um, equaliser to take into extra time England had gone had totally gone um, we, we didn't perform the game at Hamden Paul Scholes he scored the two goals but we went down to Wembley the old Wembley mm -hmm. and um, to be honest we, we battered them we did because um, we were disappointed with the performance at the weekend so we went down we had to prove a point because everybody thought it was just going to be um, a walk in the park for, for England but we as I says, we battered them that night, just disappointed that we didn't get that goal to take it in extra time. Did they underestimate Scotland? No, because, see, to be honest with you, the first game at Hamden, my school scored the two goals, there wasn't much in it. To be honest with you, it wasn't a, a great game. I was there. Yep. Yeah, we never, we never played at the levels that we could. And, and England money works better, to be honest with you, Paul. Um, you, you remember the game. Mm. There wasn't much in it. But um, the game down at Wembley, um, we were, we were, Streets ahead of them, I thought. I mean, you just need to get through the names. Tony Adams, David Beckham, Paul Scholes, Paul Ince, Alan Shearer. I mean, you're talking about world-class players. Um, and we we, um, we ran over the top of them that night. You know, I see looking at the squads from 96 and 98, um, it shows you how young the squad is at the moment. I mean, the good age, there's not that many kids in it, Jim. But when you look at it, some of the players, forget the goalkeepers, they're often, you know, a bit older. But uh, looking at the other ones, Stuart McKimmon was 33. I'm looking at the ones uh, 32 was Andy Gorham, again, goalkeeper. So, um, Nicky Walker, the keeper. You played with Nicky Walker as well, didn't you? The ex Leicester. Uh, you worry me at times. How old do you think? <laughs> no, I heard you talking about him the other week. Yeah, uh, I, I remember watching them when there was a, a, a young kid and the, the <laughs> thing about, um, and I'm talking a young kid, I'm talking eight years of age yeah. and you think I played with him. No, it was, um, it was Ali McCoy's was going on about it, Nicky yeah. Walker, that's what it was. Yeah, He was always a great kicker at the ball, uh -huh. Nicky Walker, because he played with Rangers and went to Hearts. Yep. Um, and another real good goalkeeper. Yeah, that's worrying that you think I played that's with right. some of these guys. I, it was Ali McCoy, <laughs> another legend, because there's so much build-up, Jen, that everywhere is great. You see it in the adverts on the telly, yeah. you hear it on the radio. The build-up is well and truly on, and we're looking forward to Monday when we will be at Radisson Red from 12 till 2, the build-up, and then afterwards, after the game, because everyone will watch it uh, on the telly, and afterwards we will be live with uh, Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi and myself from Radisson Red in Glasgow. But there's a, an international, a friendly tomorrow night, Jen, where Scotland women are playing Northern Ireland. So what are you looking out for in that one? Yeah, no, Stuart McLaren, um, our coach yep. at the minute, interim coach, is, is taking the um, the team at the minute. And um, no, the, to be honest, there's a good feel about the squad right now. Obviously, we've come off the back of a really, really disappointing campaign and not qualifying for the Euros coming up next year. But um, this camp, I think, is just another opportunity for the likes of Leah Eddy that's coming to the squad this camp. Um, a really, really young, promising player. So hopefully the likes of her will get a good run out whilst they're away. Leanne Crichton joined us on Monday night and we paid tribute to 14 in a row champions in Scotland, mm. Glasgow City. It's unbelievable. It really is. Yeah. For it to, to, to have 14 years in a row winning every year is, you know, it's credit to them. It's credit to the staff, what they're doing, what they're trying to achieve. And of course the players, you know, they've got some players that have been there for a long time. 
Um, they had quite a big turnover of players, new faces, mm. a lot of youth come up, come through the ranks. But no, it's, it's credit to them. Fourteen championships in a row is is, is really an incredible achievement. Uh, especially the investment that Rangers and Celtic yep. um, they they went uh, full time this this year, Paul. So um, to to go and, and blow the two out as well because Glasgow City are still part time. Yeah. Um, so what, what what an achievement! And as you say, it's to, I I don't care what level or whatever, to win 14 championships in a row is, is an unbelievable achievement. And I think they felt they'd been written off and it gave them even more impetus because Rangers were doing really well, Celtic a bit behind them, but uh, they were all in the mix until well, right up to the end. But I think they felt a bit of underdogs. Uh, no, yeah, I completely agree. I think I've probably even been guilty of it myself, you know, seeing Rangers go full-time and being fully pro, that's all mm. everyone was talking about. And Glas- I can completely understand why City would have been a bit, hang on, kind of remember what we're doing and what we've achieved and you know they've proved everyone wrong or right with with going and winning 14 in a row so um you know I, I do they'll continue to grow and people can keep talking about Rangers and Celtic and, and what they're trying to do but I, I've no doubt that City will probably go full-time at some point as well you played at Queen's Park and you, you know as a very young person mm-hmm. and at Celtic as well what kind of leaps and bounds have you seen in the game in Scotland, oh, it's massive. the the way it's the way it's grow, got better physically, tactically, te- in all aspects of the game. The game has just grown so much. I think the the introduction of the university academy, you know, sending young the potential players through and and training them full time was was one of the best things that the SFA did did for us as as a women's game. That really grew the game, and and City have been at the forefront with that, um, with the way that they've trained and played over the past few years, but. You know, it, it really is amazing to see um, clubs like Rangers really, really showing investment towards that full-time because for me that didn't exist. You know, that's why a lot of us went to go and play abroad or down in England. So to come home and, and see a full-time team virtually on, on my doorstep is is, is an amazing to see. I'm going to ask you more about that for the future in a moment or two. We're back on the lines 0808 17 17 700 Glasgow Zone Go Radio. David is on the line from Cumbernauld. Hi, David. Hi everybody, I was just wondering if I could ask yourselves um, how far realistically do you think Scotland can, could, could go? Because I think we could go a lot further than what people think we, we could and I, I don't want to jinx it but <laughs> I really do think we've got a really good strong team and there may be an outside chance that we might be able to go all the way like Greece did not too long ago. Yeah, 2004 they came in and uh, did really, really well. I think that was. Uh, David, so what do you think? Czech Republic, what do you reckon? What's your what's your prediction on that one? I think we will beat the Czech Republic. I think we'll finish third in the group. And I do, I honestly do think England's a bit uh, overrated as a team now. I think we could beat them. Because um, crazier things have happened in football. Leicester's won the championship. Mm-hmm. There's lots of different things that have happened and I don't know what it is. I think it's just partly Steve Clark and the team. There's, it's just a new energy around it. We've been waiting 20 years for this to happen. Why not dream big? Barry, a new energy around uh, Scotland. That's a good phrase. Uh, 100% there's a real energy uh, round about this, this current, uh, current, sorry, should I say, uh, Scotland squad. Um, but my, my thoughts are I just want to concentrate on getting out of the group. Yeah. The first game Monday, and I do think you get one win. Um, then, like David said, anything can happen. Lucky the draw. You need a, a break or two to happen for you. Um, but I, I do firmly believe we will get out of the group. I think we're good enough to do that. Then you never know 
what could happen. I was watching Sky earlier on and one of my old international managers, Craig Brown, he says the same thing as David. He thinks mm. Scotland can go all the way. But that's the confidence I've got because we've got a real good squad. But look, I think a bit of success for me would be getting out of the group stage. David says he's a dreamer as well, but dreams do come true. Look at Leicester, so many things over the years. What about for Scotland? I suppose it's a balance, Jen, but how do you feel? How far can we go? No, I think, you know, the guys are rightly so. Everyone's everyone's confident, everyone's excited, but it's because of the way that they're playing. You know, they're playing with a confidence and they're playing with a bravery that, you know, is, is amazing to watch. Um, I think that's where the fans' confidence comes from, to be honest. Um, but completely... Tournament football is baby steps in one game at a time and I think the Czech game is will be a really big sign of how the tournament will go and I think if we if we get off to a really good start against them, I think we're on for a good run. David, um, the guys on Friday night thought we would beat Luxembourg maybe 4-0, certainly Mark did. We thought there'd be a few goals in it. But we got one goal against 10 men. I'm not trying to be negative, but I'm just trying to uh, temper it. How disappointed were you or does it matter? In a friendly. I think it's with with friends with friendly games it's hit and miss. It's all about trying different things, trying different formations. You've seen different people coming in there. You like to see your Nathan Parsons and your mm-hmm. Billy Gilmore's like I think the the challenge that happened in Billy Gilmore was absolutely awful, but that's your imbibe. But he showed himself we'd be absolutely brilliant. And that's the thing with Scotland in the years gone by we were maybe struggling to get like a few players here and there, but we've got players coming coming out of pockets and then we've got a brilliant set of first team players and brilliant substitutes there as well. I know I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but there's just something about that team that makes me really excited. It's great. I, I love that we've got players coming out of pockets. Love that. <laughs> love that stuff. But um, look, I tend to look at the positives and, and sometimes general agree here. Look, it wasn't great when they get the man sent off, but sometimes it's more difficult to play against mm-hmm. 10 men. But the positive side that we created the chances and the strikers were there to miss the chances. That's a positive for me. Um, look, disappointed after a game that we never won 4 or 5 now. But you know what? When they did miss a few chances, they don't let it affect them. Mm-hmm. They continue to go and try and create other chances. So, look, I don't look too much into um, being unhappy or the negative side that we didn't score enough goals. Look, I'm a firm believer in if you keep getting in the positions, the goals will come. David, what would your lineup be for the first game? I'm not saying give us the whole 11, but would you put in any surprises? I'm not sure any of it would be a surprise, but give us a flavour of your team. I'd like to see um, Patterson and Robertson play together. I think um, sometimes in the, t- in the games, Robertson is a little bit isolated and obviously he's, the, he's pro- among the bigger names in our squad and for a good reason, the amount of titles and trophies he's won. But I really do think Nathan Patterson is one of the players for the future as well as Billy Gilmore is one of the players for the future. But I always believe in if you're young enough, you're good enough. And if you've got two threats on both wings, uh, Patterson and and Robertson always gives uh, your opposition team a headache. And I think that's Shea Adams. He's been a breath of fresh air. Um, I think he'll go on to be broke, uh, do great things for Scotland as well. But as I said, uh, if you're in that tournament, we've already got the dream of getting there, the dream that we've had for 20 years. Why not keep dreaming? Jen, keep dreaming. I mean, it is a, a Stephen O'Donnell obviously has done, hasn't put a foot wrong really for Scotland, but Nathan Patterson as well looks uh, special. So I guess the manager will say it's great to have options, but I wonder what would you do? 
that's the <laughs> golden one. question, isn't I it? Know, like, yeah. Um Adavadono, I think this season he's he's come off the back of he's he's on form and he's 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 firing on all cylinders and I think I think Steve Clark like likes him as well. So for me. I think he trusts him, yeah. Steve Clark. But look, I, I wouldn't have any reservations if if Nathan Parson played the same with Billy Gilmer, the, the, the same with David Turnbull, the same with, with Kevin Nisbet. Um, but I, I tell you one thing that I agree with what David just says. She Adams has been a brilliant find for Scotland. Yeah. He's um, somebody that I've, I've watched a number of times for Southampton and um, he, he's grown on me big time. And I think him and Lyndon Dykes you've seen in, in spells against Luxembourg they're starting to strike up a, a real good relationship. David, do you think the squad is as strong or stronger than France 98? You know, it's one of the uh, squads that, you, honestly, you could put anybody within these subs in that team and you wouldn't be worried about it. I think it's prob probably the best team that we've had in 20 years. It's difficult saying uh, between two different two different squads, you got, I think people forget how many great players were in that were in that squad. But I, I think it's the the prospect of youth as well because a lot of the uh, younger players they'll only keep getting better and they'll keep on developing and learning new skills along the way, and that'll only be good for us. It's almost a golden era for Scotland in in terms of a of a first team and. The amount of backups we've got there as well, you wouldn't be worried about putting one of them no. in. David, do you remember this one? We're on the bus with Alice We're going to the Argentine. Andy Cameron's finest. We shake them up when we win the World Cup. Cause Scotland are the greatest football team. I David, yeah. I remember it was the very first uh, time my dad ever took me to a Scotland game and it's been the first time I've, I, I can generally remember since being away and that Scotland's been in a major tournament and it's just, as always, Brilliant. with international dreams, it just gives you hope and it gives you gives you something to believe in and I think he, especially after the whole COVID situation yep. as well, it gives us all something to look forward to. Scotland's there and as the song goes, it's like, I have a dream if dreams come true. Well, we're there now. Let's keep going. Ah, David, get you in for the team talk, Barry. Yeah, yeah. listen, brilliant. Fantastic. Yep. Okay, we're back in a moment. Thanks, David. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from... Down on to Euros 2020. Everywhere you look, the build-up continues. And in Go Radio, every night, 5 till 7, we continue right through. We've been on since the end of the season and there's been so much in the go. Still no manager appointed at Celtic, although Ange Postacoglu looks to be on his way, looks to be, if I had a pound for every time we've said, looks to be <laughs> heading towards Glasgow. After uh, his last game at Yokohama, they lost to Honda to earlier today. And so he is expected in Glasgow in the next 24 hours. He'll have to quarantine, but the deal has been done. He is going to be the new Celtic manager. We'll give you the official news as it comes in. For Rangers, Jermaine Defoe signed another contract, so that's going to be another year. Player coach this time at Rangers. And loads of you coming on the social media saying great news that he is staying. He is so loved, Jen PT, isn't he? As a player in England, Scotland and all over. And what he did in Sunderland with the wee boy and his relationship there, the, the way he gave that young lad so much support. It touched everybody, really. Yeah, no, Matt, he, he is such a, a popular character, I'd imagine, on and off the pitch. Um to still see him extend his career and stay in the game is is a, is a great thing to see. 
Paul McStay, another legend who joined us earlier in the programme live from Sydney. Paul's going to join us again. Lots of you coming back in. We'd love to hear more from the maestro and he'll be back on. And I loved that, Barry, when you were telling him that you used to play in the street and uh, one, of the, one of your mates wanted to be Paul McStay, so you made sure you... No, it, yeah. it wasn't one of my mates. It was the teams we used to play against. Um, and he used to call himself the, the maestro. And obviously I knew the maestro yeah. at that time was, yeah. was Paul McStay. So and who are you? I try to kick him. Who are you? Uh, I was Ian Durant actually. Oh, Ian Durant too. Yeah, yep. uh -huh, yeah. Ian Durant or Gaza used to kid on. They, they were my two, two heroes growing up. If I'm being honest with you. Yeah. Two absolutely brilliant players. Ian Durant was still a fantastic player despite the injury. But what you know, how far he would have gone, I don't know. Your brother yeah. Derek was a terrific player. The people spoke about Derek Ferguson and Ian Durant, and they were just a, a class apart. And Ian himself was just phenomenal, Barry. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching them going to watch obviously my brother um, and my dad and um, he was a, a, a fantastic player as well but Ian Durant it would have been interesting to see if he, he never got that horrendous injury I mean he was out for three and a half years Paul three and a half years yep. he, he, that was some amount to, to miss in terms of um, playing football but I remember his comeback game um, at Ibrox I think it was 25,000 round about that and turned up in a reserve game to watch him a what, reserve game so that just shows uh, shows you what um, what he meant to the Rangers fans and, and how good a player he was and he still had a good career didn't he at Rangers and then at Kilmarnock along he with did, Ali he had to yeah. change the way he played because he was more a dynamic midfielder like bombing beyond the striker and, and scoring goals and he became a holding midfielder um, used to obviously dictate the game of football but I, I just um, he was one of my idols growing up and as I said it was it was between him and Paul Gascoigne mm -hmm. uh, is, uh, who was just unbelievable Amazing. just yeah. for a young boy myself 15 or 16 just been on the same training field as him mm. and just watching what he'd done with a football was ridiculous mm. at times and we're hearing he's in good form at the moment he's doing well guys it's brilliant. been a tortured life isn't it brilliant to see yeah. went through so many difficulties since he, he retired uh, for playing and um, it's great to see he's, he's um, back and in good condition and as I said like anybody that used to watch football um, what I, I, I don't know how to describe him I mean there's not many words but he's just an amazing footballer he could do stuff with a football that no many could mm. sadly he did it at Wembley the old Wembley against Scotland we'll never forget that moment but it was it was some goal and then the antics afterwards I was reading about Ali McCoy you were working with Ali the other morning we heard you in the morning Jen um, it was a terrific goal You'll have seen it on YouTube. Yeah, no, yeah. unbelievable goal. Um, sad to see it be it, obviously, against Scotland, but, you know, there's reasons why Phil Foden has dyed his hair the same colour as, as that guy because, you know, what a footballer he was. And, yeah, no, it is obviously amazing to see him do well and be open and honest about his struggles and, and talk about it also. But, yeah, top guy, top player. An amazing person. That, that's one thing that um, as a young kid when you're 15, 16 you're in the youth team he always and I always remember this he always took time out not just to speak yeah. to me but to speak to all the young kids and I, I just used to think that was, was amazing he didn't need to do it it was Paul Gascoigne he was um, he was a massive name but that's one thing that always stuck in the back of my mind um, he always took time out to ask how you were doing what was your result the night before um, everything okay and as I said just to uh, being the same training field and in the same pitch as him um, was, was a joy well we'll be up against England a week on Friday Jen but before that we have to do well we want to do well 
Do you think we will do well against the Czech Republic? I know we talked about it earlier. What's your feelings now about this game? How important to get, you know, even a one-goal win could be enough? Yeah, no, a one-goal, one-nil win will yeah. absolutely be enough. A win and three points is, you know, an incredible start and to see Scotland win a game a major tournament, you know, that'll be exciting and what a start that'll be. Um I, th- I think I think the boys are ready for it now. I'll be perfectly honest. I think they're, they've had two great warm up games against the Dutch and Luxembourg, and now I think they'll just be desperate to walk out at Hamden against twelve thousand fans and and start the Euros. Jack Henry did well coming through as well. I see he's been signed now by Ostend, so he's going back over there to Belgium and playing in a league. I mean, Belgium, one of the top uh, countries in the world, if not number one. Yeah, no, I think it's the best thing he did was to go and play out there. He kind of fell away from the national team for a bit. So to go, I think he won player of the year out there. So he's he's had an unbelievable season. So to see him come back in the national team set up and do really well, he's another player on form, which is exactly what Steve Clark wants. Phenomenal. Yeah, he's done well. Um, fair play to him. He, he wasn't going to get an opportunity yeah. Celtic and um, he took an opportunity to go to a different country um, in Belgium and Let's not forget Belgium. The Belgium leagues get a lot of top teams in it. Anderlecht, Bruges, I can go on. Um, so good to see he's went away there, done really well. And f- from doing that, he's got himself into the, the Scotland squad and he's got a real chance of playing on Monday, I think. He certainly has. We're really looking forward to it. Quick bit on the club football in the papers today. We see that Encham could be on his way to Greece. He could be on his way to AE. Athens but who's going to make the decisions at the moment Barry until the manager is uh, in in situ yeah I, I don't think there's anything going to happen in terms of players going out and our players coming in I, I don't think if there's no manager in place um, so it's it, it's a strange one in terms of in Cham I, I think technically mm. he's got so much ability um, it's just no work for him it never worked when he went and loaned to Marseille mm. for that six month there Um so it'll be interesting to see who's making the decisions, Paul, because nobody knows. What do you think happened with Encham? Because he's, as you say, I think hugely bit, talented. In terms of talent, I think he's Celtic's best midfielder. But they just didn't see it this year at all? I, I, I don't know. Listen, every manager or every coach has got a, a different opinion. Um, but I just think technically um, he's a top midfielder. It's just no work for him. Sometimes that happens. And sometimes you need to move on. Um, but... I think he had a lot of ability. And he was part of that Celtic team who swept everything away for a number of years. Well, for nine in a row, he was part of that. And Cham, what do you make of him? Yeah, look, I think it's, you know, you never really know what goes on behind closed doors, whether, why or why or not he's played. Um, but yeah, he was part of a really successful run and it's not been his season. He's not played and it's not been the season for Celtic. But, you know, it is a tricky time when they've not got a manager. So I think the quicker... Um, they get the deal over the line and that can all be resolved and Celtic can really start planning to to have a better season next year. So, Jen Beattie, we asked you earlier, if uh, we look at the men's team just now, who would be the closest to you in the style of play? We've been talking about it during off-air. What do we I've think? St- I've still got absolutely can, no idea. Well, can I throw one at you then? Yeah, go for it. Go Scott McTominay. I'll take it, yeah. Because yeah. player. You know, <laughs> because he scores I mean, goals, yeah. can play at the back, can play in the midfield. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. If, I was, if I was quicker, and I'd love to play in midfield, so I'll, I'll take Scott McTominay all day. Yeah. And what was it like scoring for, for your club, scoring for Scotland? It must be really, really special. Oh, yeah, it's, it's you know, the pinnacle of anyone's career, pick, taking on the blue jersey and playing at tournaments and managed to 
scored against Argentina. It wasn't the best game. Kind of fell apart towards the end, but um, it's it's one of the best feelings, and I think that's that's the real buzz and why everyone's so excited for the Euros is because everyone loves everyone's so patriotic here. Everyone loves. I love being Scottish. Yeah. I love playing for Scotland, so I, I can't wait to watch them on Monday. One hundred thirty-one caps, Jen. It's been great to meet you, and hopefully you'll come back and join us again before you go back down for pre-season at Arsenal. A pleasure being here. Thanks very much for having me. Thank you, Jen. Regards to all the family. And Barry, here we go. We're only a couple of, uh, a few sleeps away from the match itself. So we'll come back on Friday. Uh, tomorrow night, we've got some great guests as well as Jen. Tomorrow, Jackie McNamara will be on. Uh, Lauren Shanklin's coming on. Chris Burke as well, along with Rob tomorrow night. And then Friday, Barry, you, me, and uh, Mark, of course, and Sir Kenny Dalglish. Yeah, well, what can you say about Kenny Dalglish? Best ever Scottish player. Without doubt, isn't he? He sure is. Mm. I'm just going to leave you with this. We have to go with something because I mean, I know you love all these songs. We'll go in this one. <laughs> Jen, you'll come back soon. Hope so, yep. <laughs> yeah. Barry, is that the music as you head home? Good luck at Aloha. Busy at the moment for you. Yeah, yep. very busy, but that's, this is the busiest time for a manager. I'm just trying to get my squad assembled as quickly as possible, but it's not as easy as um, people think. And we heard David earlier who was so enthusiastic. He said, let's dream, dream for Scotland. And Paul McStay joined us and Paul was absolutely brilliant and he thinks we could go out of this uh, initial group stage. We could go further. Yeah, I, I firmly believe we'll, we'll, be, um, we'll go out of the group stage. No doubt in my mind about that. That's it from us. Good night. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five.